What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Mentally Gone Daily. This is episode number 36. Today is Tuesday, April 25th. My name is Callie Lacerda. And my name is Gabriella Lopes. I want to kick this episode off with some cool, fun sounds. And my name is Gabriella Lopes. Let me know what you guys think of these sounds. Very cool sounds. Listen closely. Those are some cool sounds, guys. And if you can guess what the animal is, can you guess what the animal is? It's a person. Can you guess what the animal is? The answer is no. Uh, Those are seagulls. seagulls. Hey, uh, I was going to guess slow. it. Too slow. I was going to say seagulls. Eh, too slow. Uh, <laughs> this is something incredible. Just shows the ingenuity. Is that how you say it? Ingenuity. I suppose. Ingenuity of the human mind, of the human soul. Uh, Belgian town organizes seagull imitation championship. In Belgium, uh, the Belgian coastal town of Dipun organized on Sunday the third European seagull screeching championship where a jury crowned the best imitation of the bird's distinctive shriek. <laughs> Around 50 participants took part in the contest, including first-timers and returning participants. Each was judged by a professional jury, which awarded 15 points for how well they imitated the seagull's sound and five points for their behavior. Just interesting, because this is one of those examples where you read it, and then you have to read it again, and then you have to read it a third time, and then you realize that you're in a simulation. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> it reminds me of the seagulls from um, Nemo. Nemo. Yeah. It's been a while since I've Except seen that one. Except they, they go, my, 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 I just completely blanked out right now. Yeah, I could tell. No, I'm sorry. I was just like, I, does that a... ever happen to you guys where you you just are like playing out? like a thought scenario in your head like randomly and then you just completely zone out yeah because i meant to be listening to you yeah and and i think i checked out at belgium because then i started thinking about how i went to belgium and then that's all i started thinking about yeah guys there's not a thought <laughs> in between those eyes i could tell you there's not a brain there's not one brain cell in between those eyes thanks thanks so much you're welcome <laughs> but i'm 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 focused now repeat what you said no i'm not gonna repeat it if you want to hear it again you can replay the podcast anyways guys um whoever is with me I i'm sure that there's someone out I'm there who's, now. who's on the same pace and the same speed as i am i'm back listening and paying attention and actually wanting to hear what i have to say and what we have to say um i wanted to also well you should go now like what's your article because i have a few other ones that are just funny today i'm just gonna keep it fun quirky and bizarre yeah you go then okay um so this is another interesting thing right sunscreen for your car a homeopathic doctor coats his car with cow shit to beat the heat what his name is sushil sagar a resident of i can't pronounce that pradesh i think it's in india believes that cow dung aka cow shit protects cars against the sun's heat so he covered his entire car in cow shit as a way to fend off the heat wave or the severe heat wave in India. <laughs> this is just interesting. So a homeopathic doctor from Sagar, a city in Pradesh, was uh, has devised a way to keep his car cool against the increasing heat. Uh, mm, let me see if there's any like detailed explanation. Okay, so he's quoted saying, it often happens in summer that the sheet on top of the car draws heat and increases the temperature inside of the car. By applying cow shit coating, the inside temperature of the car does not rise. That the heat that is felt while sitting inside the car during summer is avoided with this. Ah, we got an Einstein on our hands here. Huh, that's pretty interesting. I mean, yeah. how did he discover that that was... <laughs> the way of of keeping his car cool imagine look i i i can imagine this guy 
just just like not being able to bear the heat anymore and then he's at his farm and he just looks to his right and he sees a pile of cow shit and then he thinks to himself what if i just what if i just cover myself in cow shit like what like what would happen or maybe he accidentally touches it you know like his skin <laughs> somehow crosses path with cow shit and then he's like wow that feels super cool, cool. yeah what if I just cover myself in cow shit? And then this pro this guy probably doesn't have a family. He doesn't have a wife. He doesn't have kids. He's probably just alone on his farm. And then he's like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go for it, man. It's going to be a champion. <laughs> I, I can't understand what made, like what thought process ran through his mind that made him think to put cow shit on his car. Like yeah. I would understand if it was like bird shit. Like he realized that when his car is covered in bird shit, it's somehow cooler and then yeah, he just like gathered a, a lot of bird shit yeah i know so then that would make sense though because then you know bird shit happens all the time on cars but like how did the cow yeah all i could think about is the smell right like yeah how many of you guys remember going on school field trips and whenever you guys would venture outside of the city a little bit and go into a farm area or it's a school trip to understand production of milk or how you make paper or whatever it is but i would distinctively remember on the bus with my <laughs> friends and whenever we would cross into the countryside you would smell that distinct smell of just cow Manure. shit yeah of just of, of just animal excretions yeah excretions excretions yeah. is that what you said mm -hmm. secretions is what i almost said <laughs> but um yeah you would smell the cow manure and that's what I imagine this guy smelling like whenever he's around, you know, uh, people would know by the smell that he's arriving at the party. You <laughs> I, know? I can imagine that people on the road like just pull over and they're like, oh, yeah, like cut me off, man. Yeah. I don't care. Like, yeah. just go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like this, this car covered in shit is the, is the new police siren. Yeah. All the cars just get out of the road and just you know hit the allow. side rails and shit you know just causing traffic just allow him damage. to pass and stuff. yeah it just opens up just like the the red sea with moses you know he's just driving down in the middle of the highway and everybody's avoiding him but also people who would be like oh uh do you think that sushil cigar is gonna come today or or is he gonna come tonight to the party do you think he's gonna be arriving and then as they're saying it they start smelling just cow shit yeah and then they're like oh Never mind, there he is, you know. There's his car. And then he's still like 10 minutes away, but the smell <laughs> is so strong that it just, you know. Yeah. How does the cow shit stay on the car? And is that even legal to drive with like your car covered in cow shit that's just like getting dropped off on the road as he's driving? Well, lucky for you, we have a authority from India right now on the phone. Um, <laughs> we have a, 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 a judge from India to uh, give his two cents on this. Well, there is a video on Instagram. I'm just going to play real quick. I haven't played it. So let's see what it is. So it's not a new shade of paint. So it's, it's showing his car covered in cow shit. That's crazy. And he's touching it. So I don't know. Like, is it dried? I'm assuming that it's dry shit. And then he's talking, but it's not in English. Uh, said by doing so, the temperature inside his car. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, man. This guy is literally a genius in my opinion. And yeah, I, I hope to see a future where everybody's driving in a cow shit covered car. He should start a company where he sells like cow shit buckets specifically made to coat your car. Or or coat anything. Like you can bathe in it. You know? Yeah. That sounds yeah. Okay. I would be the first in line. <laughs> All right. Well I'm moving out. <laughs> yeah. Have a good time. Um I have an interesting article. Mm -hmm. This is for all of the little baby fans out there. You'll be happy to know that he might be dating Khloe Kardashian. What's up with that? <laughs> no, no, really. Like, look, here's me putting my conspiratorial hat on again. 
Have you noticed how awkward it is whenever a celebrity chooses to date one of the Kardashians? Yeah. I think it's a rite of passage. It's a ritual to get into the the covenant of the witches, you know? It's like you're 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 basically you're you're basically trying to elevate yourself to the next level within the hierarchy of the Illuminati is mm. is how I view it, you know? And, I, and I'm using the term Illuminati loosely because obviously, you know, maybe it does exist. Maybe it is that organization. Maybe not. Probably not. It's just a different thing altogether. Multiple different things, different groups. But that's what I envision. It's like Kris Jenner sells relationships with her daughters as a business transaction. And that's why Bad Bunny, for example, is dating Kendall Jenner. And there's absolutely zero chemistry between them. There's nothing there. Like every time they're in public, like you don't... Like, they don't even speak the same language. He literally, like, they don't speak the same language. He could loosely understand English, obviously. And she may loosely understand Spanish, but it's just nothing there. Yeah. And then now, little baby is dating Chloe. You said Chloe? Chloe Kardashian, yeah. Yeah, Chloe. OJ's daughter. Yeah, OJ. <laughs> OJ's daughter. And then it's another business transaction. Like, that's what I view it as. It's literally a way, like, it's a win-win beneficial relationship <laughs> that's just predicated on business uh, accomplishments. It's, it's just wanting to elevate each other. So it's a win-win for whoever's dating the Kardashians because they're dating the Kardashians and they get access to black magic rituals, you know, whatever it is, baby sacrifices that'll enable them to elevate and more in their career and the kardashians get relevancy like they just cling on to whoever's hot right now and bad bunny is superstar you know one of the biggest superstars on the planet worldwide yeah Lil baby is one of the biggest superstars within the u.s in terms of rap and he's trying to elevate himself even more so that's how i view it as just a business relationship and i've said this before Chris Jenner is a business genius because mm-hmm. she built empires off of just her daughters and, and selling out her daughters. So she's a huge pimp. In and, my and their daughters are now using their daughters. Yeah. Well, her daughters are now using their daughters to start businesses, too. I think um, Stormy's net worth is like um, like 800. No, I don't want to say 800 million. I think it might be 800 million. I swear to God, oh, it's something money. It's something crazy. 800,000 makes sense. No, no, not 1,000. Trust me. Or 8 million makes sense. N- it's something crazy. Stormy's net worth is reportedly 726 million. Exactly. There you go. This is due to her famous parents' huge bank balances and the fact that Kylie has already filed. Hold on, I have to click on the article. This is as of January 6th. What the fuck, dude? And she's getting annual earnings of over $28 million a year. Oh, my God. As that, a child. That's wild. But really quick to get back into the little baby thing, and then, and then we could talk about that. But mm-hmm. fans are concerned for him because they say that he might fall victim to the Kardashian curse. <laughs> the so-called curse claims that athletes and rappers who date any of the Kardashian family members would suffer from slumps in their performance. Mm. Fans reacted to the photo with one writing, for the love of God, please know I'm begging. Another one bites the dust, etc. So they've all, everyone's been speculating and, and in a negative way. Like, I don't think anyone is fond of this relationship, if yeah. it is true. Because it's still rumors and still just, uh, you know. I honestly do think that it's because of the heavy usage of magic. It's it's embarking on a journey into the occult that these rappers don't necessarily understand. And I think that it's draining. Like, it's literally soul draining. It's life draining. It's energy draining. But it's making a deal with the devil. That's what I believe. And I think Chris Jenner is one of the the uh, puppets of the devil, Satan, of the dark, evil cabal that governs Hollywood and controls everything, you know? Yeah. And I think that she's one of the, their um, attorneys, you know, the attorney of Satan. And then she gets these rappers and these celebrities, these huge celebrities, to sign the dot and they establish a business relationship. Maybe sex isn't even included. Maybe 
little baby has to pay for the opportunity to have sex. And I think that that's literally how it is. It's that fucked up. It's literally a pimp hoe relationship. It's like Kris Jenner is pimping out her daughters and they establish a business that way. Yeah, and I was going to say how interesting is it that Travis Scott, now little Baby, these both of these artists have had connections and songs with Kanye West. Yeah, yeah. Because so there's like a tie there, mm-hmm. which I don't think is coincidental either. Because it could be said that Kanye is the one that established them in the limelight, you know? He's the one that made that bitch famous just like he says in his song i made that bitch famous because he did because they were daughters of bruce jenner before they met kanye you know like they were 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 not relevant at all and then kanye came and came along got the height of his superstardom and transformed everybody's life yeah and so they saw that as like holy shit this was a billion dollar decision to just date this guy and just have one of our one of ours have sex with them have kids with them so let's try to replicate this to make more billions yeah and that's what they've been chasing after i feel like they've been chasing after that dragon and they thought that travis scott was going to be the next kanye but it doesn't even come close in my opinion and then little baby doesn't even come close to you know so it's just like trying 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 but there is no other one unless it's drake which i think drake did sleep with kim kardashian and that's what he keeps alluding to but that's another story. Yeah, that's a, that's for another day. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Stormy, $700 million net worth. That's crazy, yo. She should give me some of that. <laughs> yeah. She's not going to use that shit. That, and, and, and a lot of the other Kardashian uh, kids also have yeah. like increasing net worth. So Northwest is right behind her with like a $500 million net worth already. Oh, that's wild. Like, and Kim Kardashian filed a patent for a clothing line for her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, if you want to join the Kardashian family, <sighs> that's crazy. you have to be a rapper or a basketball player. Or their kids. Or their kids and maybe they'll adopt you, but I don't think so. Yeah. Because you don't carry the jeans. Um, and yeah, sorry. And we are going to eventually do like a whole podcast segment on our video podcast. And I know I say this a lot that we're going to do our video podcast, but we're actually going to f- film it today. And then we're also planning on a second episode towards the weekend so that we can fit in two podcast video episodes per week and actually start moving the ball again. But anyways, we're going to f- choose a day or choose an episode where we break down the Kardashians and try to break down all the symbolism that they utilize. If you look at pictures of their houses, all of them have checkered Masonic floors within their homes. Mm. No matter what house they get, they always have like one area that's dedicated to Masonic floors and checkers because that's part of the whole, you know, Freemason agenda. Like that's part of their practices. It's part of the occult practices. It's duality, you know, Mm -hmm. and a lot happens in these houses that no one is ever going to know of. And I think that, you know, the, the people that buy into that access, into that information, into those practices, into those rituals are the people that marry into the Kardashian family. And that's why it's established that way. So they gain fame, notoriety through the expertise in, in witchcraft that Kris Jenner probably has. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, oh, it's your turn. I was about, <laughs> I was about to read another one. Whoops. <coughs> Go ahead. Excuse me. Um, okay, so well, I think I have just one more actually, and then I think I'm calling it on my end. Oh, um, I have two things that are pretty kind of pretty closely related. Um, hold on, guys, I just have to quickly find it. Actually, okay, so never mind on the closely related, I just found this one interesting. So, there's a mayor in korea in south korea so a mayor in south korea is under fire for dumping tons of garbage on an area of a beach so that volunteer cleanup crews had something to remove what so it just goes back to like my conspiracy theory about climate change i'm not saying that climate change um like i'm not establishing myself as a climate change denier right but i do believe that there are natural cyclical processes that the earth goes through 
periodically, historically, it's been shown that the earth has gone through a very similar stage, even without the industrial revolution, even without all the carbon emissions. And I feel like the earth is powerful enough to deal with what we do to it. And I feel like these campaigns give humans too much power and importance. And although we do obviously produce and damage the earth a lot, I feel like it's still capable of filtering and managing its own because of just, of just the sheer size of it. So that's what I believe in. I do think that there is climate change, but I do think that it falls still within the natural parameters maybe. And I do think that there is this broader agenda of just fear mongering and pushing this thing onto us and making us more fearful. You know, like we always have to be fearful of something, something bigger than ourselves so that we don't, you know, focus on, on, on discovering who we are as a people, if that makes sense. So it, 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 it takes us away from introspection and just focuses on the broad world. So it was COVID, it was the pandemic and now it's climate change. So it's always something bigger that we can't control. And then soon it'll be aliens when they do the whole project blue beam and they fake in alien invasion and then make us believe that there's an outside force trying to get us and that's how they're going to lead us into accepting the world one world government and um yeah it's just gonna but anyways all of that stems from this korean mayor dumping trash on on the beach i was going to say that in i think it's in new york there's even like a climate clock yeah oh uh, that's counting down how much time we have left until it's irreversible um we get to a point where there's just too much i don't know too much carbon yeah. or too i don't know and i'm curious to like see that you know because i don't know i i truly think that it's just about fear and that's what these forces these evil forces that are behind a, a lot of the things that happens in this world i think that they feed off of fear so that's what they like they want fear energy you know like there's uh energy consumption happening and also it's kind of like oh it's so like contradictory right because they set up these like organizations that you like fund and you can donate to to help support like climate uh the climate cause you know mm. and and then ironically the thing that's releasing the most like carbon and and has like the biggest carbon footprint is these like factories and the energy and transportation but then those things don't get solved but then they want to blame like cows yeah for burping they want to blame you know cows like for farting they want to blame like pollution which 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 is a big thing but but yeah. these other things are like massively exactly um what's the word i'm looking for like impactful ma massively contributing to contributing to the you know yeah. <laughs> the the amount of co2 right and this always brings me back to that video of bill gates being <laughs> questioned and cornered about his high use of his jet his private jet and the co2 emissions of a private jet yeah and his excuse is that Oh no, all of the great human work that I've been doing, my humanitarian contribution to the planet is enough that it offsets any of my or my family's CO2 usage. And so, I don't know, man, it's just very sus. It's very stupid. It's very reductant, reductant. Yeah. And I feel like in every single person's lifetime, like you can ask our grandparents, our great grandparents, there's always been this this uh, impending doom, this feeling of impending doom, like the world's going to end, you know, and it's always been around. Why? Because it's by design. Even back in ancient Rome, you know, at the height of the the Roman Empire, right, right before its collapse, everybody always had this idea and this feeling of impending doom. And even at its greatest point, at its highest point, everybody is expecting its decline. So it's always, it's cyclical. It's just human nature, you know, it's just us not understanding death it's us not understanding our own demise our own mortality that leads us to try to cope with it in ways where we share this fear because it's so much fear it's so much weight to hold on to alone that we just find ways and we create narratives that enable us to kind of disperse that fear and hand it on to the next person so that it's not as heavy yeah
That's a that's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just activate exi no, look, existential crisis. Can I just say I find it so hard to keep track of everything you you say because you yeah. have so like it's not a bad thing, but you just like I you go, go on, on your on. like ramble, your like whole thought tangent, and and it's a good thing. And I wish I had that capability, but I can't follow along the whole time. Like I've already, I've already lost the first thing you said. That's okay though. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I'm just explaining because you like, I'm like, I, I'm like in my head. I think I have like ADHD. I swear to God, I know I shouldn't self-diagnose and stuff, but all I could think about just now while you were talking is like, oh my God, how long has he been talking? <laughs> I swear. And then I'm like, uh, he he might as well just have this podcast by himself. Yeah. No, uh, uh, but that's fine. It's because I I self-diagnosed myself as mentally gone. So I, I, I don't establish any like train of thought. I just like to improvise. Like that's what I've always been good at. And that's I why, suck at that. and that's why I want to treat everything I do with that same improvis improvisational. See, like, Impro even, like, <laughs> e like even me messing up words, there are a lot of self-conscious people out there who have podcasts who probably just cut a bunch of shit out of their episodes because they don't want to be perceived and they don't want to portray themselves as being imperfect and being, you know, incoherent and not being able to speak at times. But I like that essence and that part of everything, you know, it's the part of being, yeah. it's a part of just being human. So I don't like to subscribe to any linear way of thinking. We started with the Korean mayor throwing garbage on the beach and ended with Project Bluebeam and and alien invasion and so that's just how my mind <laughs> operates you know it goes from throwing trash on the beach to aliens inhabiting our world and the government planning an alien invasion and that's mentally gone but that's the beauty of it in my head yeah so that's why i don't even expect you to follow along because a lot of times i'm just speaking out into the world i'm just speaking out into the ether so it's not even meant to be countered everything i say is not meant to be countered so that's why I, it really doesn't matter, you know. It's just good yeah. to just, like, get it out. It's just spiraling out of control. It's these ideas. It's these thoughts. And I want to thank the the um, the people, the listeners who have been consistent because I know there are a lot of consistent listeners to this daily episode. And I want to thank you guys. And, and hopefully you guys agree with what I just said, you know. Like, there's a beauty in that. It's just talking, man. No, I think that I do think there is a beauty in it. You know, because because we could have easily... Because look, I've listened to podcasts. I'm not going to say which ones because I do find value in them. But there are podcasts out there who break down the creator economy and they and they just make everything about business. You know, everything is just gamified. It's just number metrics, views, uh, how, like how often should you post on YouTube? How often should you <laughs> post your podcast for an engagement to boost? Enga I listen to those things just to have like a general idea of what the the zeitgeist is thinking but i like the idea of the of the first few joe rogan episodes and the and the first few hundred joe rogan episodes where it was just him not knowing what the fuck he was doing sitting down with his pals and just talking shit like joe rogan for those of you who don't know because of what he is today obviously because he's more censored now because of his deals and the and the weight of his of of his influence has caught up with him even if he claims to not let it affect him it literally there's no denying that it has but at his very beginning he was the biggest conspiracy guy ever mm. like at that time he was talking into the camera talking into the computer and just you know talking about conspiracy theories and just stuff that 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 he read and it was some heavy shit like he spoke about 9-11 conspiracy theory government conspiracy theories the, the clintons a bunch of shit and he was best friends with alex jones and so my point is like that's when it's the most fun is when you could just be a loose cannon and just talk you know and i really want to put effort into retaining that freedom even if we get sponsorships which we haven't gotten official sponsorships that reached out to us via email and that wanted us to do like a custom ad read like we haven't gotten that yet and every sponsor that you guys listen to and hear while listening to our podcast 
is automatically generated and and chosen from by Spotify. And so my point is like even when we get sponsorships, I do want to still let them know that hey, like this is like you do you, like do you guys know what we talk about? Do you guys know our brand? Okay, good. Just making sure because I don't want us to say one thing and then boom and we lose the sponsorship you know yeah i don't want to have that anxiety and the people that i look up to a lot is 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 the podcast your mom's house by tom segura and christina pajinski because they literally talk about coming shitting throwing up vomit it's literally like the the most <laughs> vulgar shit and they have a bunch of pod, uh, a bunch of advertisers and they drive Bentleys and they live in a mansion and they have like this, like they're millionaires off of just talking about shit jokes. So I want to be able to create a career, a lifestyle out of just being myself. Yeah. And that's why I enjoy what, what we do aside from the podcast as well. Like we do reactions to movies now, thoroughly enjoying that. Shout out to the people at Prapper the editors that 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 we've worked with who are doing an amazing job and helping us out and i love gaming because imagine just making a living off of just watching movies enjoying stuff and gaming and and talking about conspiracies fun things that come to mind and expressing your mind that's the life i can't imagine myself doing anything else like i would be under a bridge recording content and and just talking into the camera and just doing a podcast if i was like down on my luck homeless like that's what i would still do no but it really is fun though like there are some people who are just born to work like desk jobs like that's just what they're passionate about that's just what they like to do they they don't really have that you know mm. um that like creative um i don't know that creative gene i guess yeah and then there are people who <laughs> who who are just more i don't know just more fluid i guess and and so it works yeah with content creating uh especially if you're doing different types of content creating like for example there are people who who just do vlogging yeah. like they're literally just recording their lives mm -hmm. and thousands and millions of people will watch that right and that's the beauty of it yeah is that there are people who just do movie reviews like they go to the movie theater they come home and they talk into the camera give their thoughts and ideas and boom they make a million dollar a year wyndham hotels and resorts makes travel possible for all whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee a roomier rest for the on a whim road trippers or a place to make summer memories with the whole family no matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Yeah, and, and the great thing about like content creating is that once you establish yourself and you grow um, exponentially, you're mm -hmm. like making money in your sleep. Yeah, you are because because of the back catalog. Right. It's the cataloging of your content. And there are even companies out there who are paying for for your back catalog where where they pay you an upfront cost that gives them kind of like the licensing um, over your backlog, mm -hmm. which is just old content that's not generating money anymore. Like they help you generate money. That's crazy. So, yeah. So that's all I have, I, I think. And I just wanted to just 
end my end with just saying that um, as we grow, and that's why we do want to really pick up, pick the video podcast back up because it's one of the things that's been really giving me anxiety is that we haven't done it in over a month and we apologize in infinite amount of times, but we do want to just, you know, do it twice a week and just feel it and just see how that does. And if you guys resonate with that and you guys enjoy that, then we'll continue doing it twice a week and not just doing it half assly, you know, like we have stuff prepared and we have conspiracies and it's going to be a conspiracy heavy podcast episode every single time. But we also want to make it fun, you know? Yeah. And then create a career out of that, a, a lifestyle that enables us to just do it more seamlessly and then get editors to edit our podcast. Because at the moment we can't hire editors to edit everything because it'll just come out like $5,000 a month or something crazy, you know? Yeah, that go, definitely goes into the thousands. Yeah, because shorts, TikToks, long-form content, like that's what it would come down to, like a few grand a month, which we can't afford right now. So that's why we want to, you know, just continue building this Boost so that we can it. reinvest it into what we love to do, which is talking to the microphone with you guys. Have fun. I'm here just to listen to Callie. No. No, I'm saying that like joking. But no, but really, like I'm here. It sounds stupid, but part of the reason why I, I like jumped into doing this podcast, because honestly... I don't consider myself one of those people that has that like it factor that has like that personality that shines through on camera or or through a microphone. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's just my insecurities, but I just I don't see myself as that person. Mm -hmm. And the one reason I jumped into this podcast from the beginning was because I just enjoyed like having the opportunity to just hear Callie's thoughts. Kelly. Um, because that that was just something that always was like intriguing to me was like being able to hear the things that he or, and not even like it doesn't mean like pay pay attention and dissect it. But I just like hearing him talk. <laughs> um, and and uh, and yeah, I guess that's just like. Uh, yeah, yeah, because at the beginning of our um, interaction with each other, like when we started texting and whatnot during the height of the pandemic, we were just talk, like long, long messages back yeah. and forth, just long, in-depth conversations about stuff, about life, about all that stuff. And then that's when I had the idea. I'm like, all right, so we should try this podcasting together, call it Mentally Gone, because both of us felt that way at the time, and we still do and will forever feel that way, where... We're just two people trying to figure out our place in this world, trying to make sense of it all. Um, life is way too short to be taken seriously, and that's why I, I just can't see myself being a serious creator, you know, that's just very TV-friendly and just clocks in like a news reporter and very objective every time and very calculative and very Machiavellian about how they do stuff. I just want to treat everything with this free flow. It's like... If I'm having an off day, then you guys will know I'm having an off day because I can't fake it. You know, yeah. I can't fake a, a mood. I can't fake a smile. I can't be around fake people. I, I just I'm just who I am, you know, and that's just part of what I am. So you guys are just getting the full extent of that. And hopefully it's a good thing. You know, hopefully yeah, you guys hopefully, can relate. Hopefully you like it. Yeah, hopefully you like. But speaking of um, like uh, happy like. lives, did you know that? Only 12% of Americans consider themselves very happy. That's not surprising. Um, and this is the lowest since 1972, which was the original lowest mm -hmm. um, of, of these like polls and surveys. Yeah, but and how do they do those surveys? I don't really know. <laughs> I really don't know. I, they didn't ask me, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but 30% uh, say they are not too happy. So 12% are very happy, 30% say they're not too happy. And the study suggests that happiness comes down to a few things, community, age, and religion. With those who value personal relation, close personal relationships and religious beliefs typically being happier. Isn't that interesting? Because I often equate people who are hyper-religious as being a little indoctrinated and kind of ideologically possessed. 
and dare I say, uh, blissfully ignorant and blissfully blind. And the same applies to people who are constantly surrounding themselves with friends. I equate them to people who can't think for themselves and maybe want to, you know, establish some distance from themselves and from understanding who they are. Um, and yet these are the people that are the happiest. And I feel like there is something there to like to be said that maybe being happy or having a higher happiness rate isn't necessarily the best way to go about this life. Like maybe there is something to be said about viewing life and viewing this passage, this one passage that you have as a testing ground or as a test itself. It's like maybe there's a reason why we're all here and yet we keep questioning what's the purpose of life and what's the reason that we're here and why do we die and why do, and why are, like why are we born to suffer and then just die? I think that it's because we're meant to learn through suffering that the only solution, I guess, is just trying to pursue, hap not happiness, but pursue love. Mm. But it's not just love towards other people, it's love towards yourself. And so I don't know what I'm trying to say with this. I just feel like that's what life is, is you have to, you have to search within is what I'm trying to say. And I think that the happiest people, quote unquote, are the people that just ignore that search. And then they just give it and just put everything in the hand of God and they put everything in the hand of their friends and they just live vicariously through people and through entities and they don't really understand that there's a whole gold mine of just inspiration and 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 spiritual enlightenment within themselves and by ignoring that you ultimately lead yourself to an untimely demise and eternity in hell because then you have to repeat this again and you just keep repeating it until you find that that inner love that's more powerful than anything on this planet and i was i was going to say that i feel i feel like people who consider themselves very happy especially they've either not confronted their struggles or they've surpassed their struggles yes so those are the only two options so no. you've either gone through the struggles and surpassed them and now you're at a point that you're like i don't know just in complete harmony and you feel at peace and you've gone through so much and you just feel this gratitude and 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 maybe now after years of of neglecting people you finally start prior like you just mm -hmm. have this different aura from going through the struggles that everyone has to go through or you're just avoiding and you don't acknowledge and you don't confront those struggles and you just like you said you use like outside uh, forces as distractions be a religion and going to church or hanging out with friends or drugs whatever vices, else addictions, right yeah anything else and i think that it's like i wouldn't want to say that i'm very happy because knowing that i'm not very happy i know that there that i'm still like going through the process and there's like a beauty to the grittiness of learning and suffering a little bit yeah yeah i think that it's harder for you to learn life lasting like lifelong lessons while you're happy and it's easier for you to learn it when you're unhappy and when you're hurt and when you're in pain because then you want to avoid that pain and that unhappiness and so you try to learn and apply Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of people just lose themselves in that deep water of unhappiness and they just drown because they don't realize that once you learn your lesson, you don't have to just sit there and just let yourself fall to the bottom of the ocean, but you have to apply those things and start swimming. And that's why it's important for you to just swim, but then it's important for you to start drowning first because otherwise you're not going to learn how to swim. Yeah. So if you're not drowning, if you're not feeling your lungs filling up with water, then what's the point? mm-hmm you know or not even what's the point then you're not act like you're not actually happy yeah. if you're not like if just like you said like if you if you're not like struggling to swim at first then you're not you're you're never swimming so yeah. you're so even the people who are lying to themselves exactly saying that they're happy yeah it's yeah. just a it's just a facade if your lungs are always filled with air then you don't ever feel 
like you have to breathe, you know? So unless it starts filling up with water, that's when you realize, oh shit, something's wrong and I have to fix it. And then you, you know, try to get back to it. Hopefully that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. And there's like a, a different perspective on like what it feels like to just have air. Yeah. Which is what, yeah. And you felt sense. your lungs filled with water before. So you won't forget that feeling ever. Mm. And you've hopefully learned from that. And if you ever find yourself in that, in that same scenario, then you won't be alarmed and you won't panic because you're like, oh, okay, this is a familiar pain. This is a, f a familiar thing that I've experienced and I know what to do. All I have to do is just start swimming to the surface. Yeah. But a lot of people never have to deal with that and are never placed in that scenario because their lungs are always filled with air. That's crazy. And so they think that they're super happy, but guess what? They're not because they don't even know how to swim. Wow. And that's the end. No. <laughs> that's the end for me. Yeah. Is it? Do you want to call it? I wanted to say one last thing. Well, okay. this will be, I always give you guys like a little warning thing just to warning. help you. Like warning. not a warning. Uh, It's like a friendly advice. Yeah. From your friendly neighborhood Sp podcaster, me. Spider-Man. Um, well, I have two, but I'm going to say them super quickly. But whenever you check, <laughs> I am not a robot on any site. Uh, Don't be surprised that they are running through your browsing history um, because when you checkbox this checkbox it prompts the website to check your browsing history and behavior to determine whether you really are a bot or not really yeah so people who now have this new revelation have said that they feel their privacy has been um, invaded and that uh, they did not know that checking this checkbox um, meant that it would give the site like access to your browsing history that's crazy i i had no idea about that or like tracking your browsing history and your browsing like patterns and stuff a lot of people listening to this or at least one person definitely has a file open with <laughs> the fbi you know the fbi definitely has a file on them because yeah. of their browsing history <laughs> I would thought you were going to say a lot of people listening definitely have like a, a porn site open right now. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. And now, and now those sites case. know that you had that open. <laughs> Most likely the case, right? Because let's say hypothetically uh, two, three years from now, five years from now, our podcast episodes average a million listeners, a, a million downloaders. Downloaders? Downloads. Uh, chances are that there is one person right now actively jerking their meat while listening to this podcast in the background what 100 percent. there's at wow. least one person taking a shit right now that's shameless there's at least one person taking a whiz there's at least one person showering for sure because i listen to podcasts while i shower you know that is shameless the jacking off yeah um, you know humans are humans so what you're <laughs> gonna do about that man you, you better not if i find out and the last thing i wanted to say is be careful um if you have children and and if you also have an amazon kindle because um amazon kindle has a bunch of explicit porn content on its kindle store and app uh some of them are really weird uh a lot of the covers look like young girls i'm sure they're of age but young mm, girls of course um and uh google and apple are upset about this and have said that their app stores don't allow the sale of sexual content whatsoever um and uh meanwhile amazon kindle has like all of this porn i think there's like hundreds of different because anyone can post like their published work i guess mm -hmm. on yeah, on yeah. on amazon kindle reads and stuff and mm. there there's like exclusive images nudity like a bunch yeah. of stuff in these things but oh thousands of explicit titles it says so not even hundreds thousands damn and they're free so that's another thing oh um which are free on kindle unlimited and they're available and um Amazon has since changed Kindle's age rating on the Apple App Store mm. from 4 plus to 12 plus. Oh, wow. What a big difference. And is reviewing the available information to address the issue. Wow. So now instead of being four years old to view porn, you have to be 12, which is very reasonable. 
Yeah, but why was it for to begin with? With like this should have already been like censored, yeah. um, within the app, and it shouldn't be free, and it shouldn't be. Uh, I don't know. It shouldn't even be there. I right. guess. I mean, I don't know. An app that big, you know, a company rather that large, still allowing that shit, dude, is crazy. Yeah, come on, Amazon. Like, uh, you know what though? How do these like things slide? And people like this doesn't get any coverage because it's Amazon, obviously, and fucking yeah. Jeff Bezos and shit, and whoever the new CEO is. But but my point is like, it. Like, this stuff always goes under the rug. Meanwhile, it's so crazy to me. Like, why would it be four-plus years old and then this stuff is all free on the app? Like, you know how many mothers have, like, uh, their iPad and they have the Kindle app downloaded on their phone and they read their books and they probably even read, like their fantasy books on there and stuff yeah and then your kid gets a handle on it and maybe you have like a young boy who's like searching stuff and Sexually he's curious, curious. Yeah. and and then and then they just get their hands on this but it's like crazy because also there's like a lot of um titles on books now that are like promoting you know not promoting i don't want to say that word but there are a lot of books now that like questioning sexuality and and all that stuff and the gender blurring lines and whatever else and so yeah i do think that there needs to be like some supervision on these apps for sure i think that parents have to have a bigger say when it comes to what their children consume uh, especially in today's age and we've tirelessly have taught have spoken about the um the gender blurring agenda and stuff but even recently i saw this article where a lot of public schools are filing petitions to ban certain gender blurring books from you know school libraries and stuff and i feel like parents have to have a bigger say and there has to be a better filtration system where kids aren't allowed unless they present an id you know like uh, people have to have like a certain method of identification that will establish them as as viable eyeballs for that content and and another thing is like sites right there are sites online where it's like you you can like buy products like uh be a drugs or whatever the hell it is right if it's like tobacco or it's like weed stuff or whatever the case is and then it just says like are you 21 and then you just have to check off like yeah i'm 21 that's all you do and then what like what uh, like if i don't know if i wouldn't say it should require like your driver's license um number or something but there needs to be like something something, because there's no way that you just like checking off like yeah I'm, i'm 21 and then like there's only to be some proof right because you like obviously parents you should be supervising this stuff but it's not like parents can supervise 24 7 you know of so course, yeah i feel like these sites like every they they don't do it on purpose like they don't they make it easy on purpose because all they care about in the end money is money yeah. and so it doesn't matter if this gets into the hands of like an 11 year old because you know they just cashed it in and then it's like, oh, well, you just point at the parents and say, well, it's your fault. Like, you should have been supervising your kids and whatever. We can't do anything through a screen. But you can. Like, you can put in these, like, parental locks and, I don't know. Yeah. Like, these, like, barriers that only a true adult would be able to yeah. get through. My kids are only going to have electronics at a certain age i haven't defined that age yet but oh, i'm yeah. gonna make sure that my kids are are on a right path is, is all i can say you know like they'll be playing with toys they'll be going outside we'll be going on hikes we'll be going on th- into the outdoors playing sports 
feeding the chicken. Yeah, going to the zoo, like doing outside shit. Like I'm not going to be the iPad parent that I takes their kids to that. the restaurant and then hands them an iPad and I'm, tells them to shut up, you know? We're, you're not going to have an iPad at the restaurant. Nope. You're, you're going to learn table manners. You're going to learn how to start a conversation, how to manage your own throughout a conversation with people. You're going to learn how to be social. You're going to learn how to be... Yeah. Or a go cool like, little kid run like well not run around but like when there was like family parties and stuff and i was a kid like i would actually go out on the dance floor and dance like i wouldn't yeah. be sitting there with a screen in front of my face no my kids are going to be the um, center of attention of any room they walk into they're going to know their way around it they're going to know how to talk to people they're going to know how to engage how to make friends yeah, no, it's I not don't be some agree. Like loser kid that's in the corner. On <laughs> okay, his iPad. whoa. Those kids are fucking losers. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. My here kid's to gonna be a winner. My kid's gonna fucking win, dude. He's gonna be a fucking winner. Anyways, I'm not gonna be an iPad mom, and I just don't uh, stand by that at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, parks like it's you're gonna you have to if you choke like obviously there are people who you know accidentally get pregnant and stuff and then they have Oops. to figure it out they're not they're not like mentally ready for all of that yet okay understandable i know ipads are a great help you know you have to also prioritize yourself it's hard being a parent and juggling like self self um time for yourself and raising kids it's almost impossible Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, if you know that you're going to have a kid, and and your solution is to just like stick screens in their face, uh, yeah, I think that that needs like some reevaluating. Yeah. Uh, I think that you like even the even the shows that are singing like the ABCs and like singing these songs that are yeah. supposed to be teaching and lessons. Like, why can't you do that and then establish, like, that connection? It's all brainwashing anyways. Yeah, like, like it sure, it could be teaching because your kid finds the song catchy and they're singing it. But why, like, why can't you sing the, like, sing that song? And then, like, you'd be, you'd be amazed by the, the relationship and bond that you're building doing that versus, like, starting this, like, bond that your child is creating with a device Mm -hmm. and that bond will stick especially in this era of technology that we're in and they'll just grow up constantly needing the new device and constantly being in front of a screen and that's just how it's going to be creates a very intense dependency and i'm very passionate about this i will not be an ipad mom uh devices like i like unless you're walking to school alone and stuff then you'll get a device but mom where's my ipad (laughs) no iphones (laughs) no ipads just Um, an hour one more hour mom please i just want to i want to live like that's why i kind of want to live on on the countryside a little bit I want to live under a rock. Because the norm will be that. I feel like when you are in the city and you are like in these like certain towns that are, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's just inevitable that. Y- yeah. It's, but no, look, what corrupts kids is the influence of other kids. Exactly. So it's schools, right? So unless you're homeschooling your kid in the middle of the mountain, your kid is inevitably going to meet dozen other kids whose parents are horrible parents who just give them ipads and give them the latest video game all the time and give them this and just fill them up with with um distractions so that they don't have to parent so it's going to be inevitable but then it's about navigating that and then teaching your kid to have an understanding and a good outlook on life where he or she views those other kids as not the norm but instead the you know the out of the box yeah the unorthodox the unhealthy way of being is what those kids do so if your kid has a firm foundation then he or she can withstand any influence but the problem is that parents don't even focus on building that good foundation and a lot of these kids don't have any foundation because they're raised by nannies and they're raised by their ipads and by tv shows cartoons and they're just brainwashed little zombies that just do what the others do and say what the others say and that's why our youth is fucked yeah. and that's why the gender blurring agenda is targeting kids because they're little zombies like they'll just do whatever <laughs> everybody tells them is normal and parents are increasingly not involved in their kids lives 
And yeah. so that's just it is. And this is coming from a non-parent, but for, from someone who wants to be a parent someday. Yeah. And I'm going to make sure that I actually prioritize my kids versus just prioritizing every other thing. Mm-hmm. And there you go. There's your life lessons at the end of our podcast. So there you have it. What are you going to do about it? If you stuck around this long, hopefully you will be yeah. a good parent. You're on the deep end now, buddy. Oh, <laughs> you're on the deep end now. You, <laughs> you guys swim. are getting it nice and deep over here. You better swim, little guppy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm getting uncomfortable. No, I'm getting kidding. uncomfortable. We're just getting started. <laughs> the party's just uh, now This is non consensual now. <laughs> Make yourself comfortable. <laughs> imagine that's like imagine that someone just like listening to this at the gym yeah and they get to the deep end of the episodes and it's always me being very very uncomfortable <laughs> very yeah. yeah um it reminds me of that song uh baby it's cold outside and then she's like what's in this dream uh, yeah he's literally and then he's like you cannot go <laughs> he's like drug raping her because it's cold outside yeah. and it's warm in here <laughs> it's literally a song about rape yeah and our culture is like yeah whoa i mean i like the song come on i do song. like the yeah. song i will sing it every time it comes on i don't even care yeah. i every time i every time winter is approaching i'm like well baby it's cold outside you know what gabriella you're the problem it's people like you i don't give a shit you're the reason why this country's going to shit. No, but you know what? Oh, and I was going to say that the one thing I wanted to point out in my article, it said that conservatives are happier than liberals. I can see that. And um, I, I mentioned that right now because I was going to say that it's all of the liberals... Well, not all of the liberals. Relax, guys, before you slander me for that, for Most saying the word the all. Liberals. But But a lot of... The liberals who were the ones to point out the lyrics of that song and then meanwhile like a lot of the conservatives who just enjoy these like classy christmas songs these classical songs that have been out for decades um just say like no it's just uh like just you weren't even here when the song was released relax and like they're they, they play it that way and I, I agree with them on that front. So this song is just a song. Enjoy the song. Uh, if you want to read into it, read into it. If you don't, you don't. But in this case, I'll let the ignorance be the bliss. And I'll like the song every time it comes up. And I just have a last comment off of what you just said about conservatives being happier than liberals. I think that there's something to be said about that fact, right? It's that liberals, extreme liberals always advocate for uh, how do i say always advocate for the lack of structure of tradition they want to abolish the traditional family structure they want to abolish the traditional gender structure they just want to break shit and by breaking shit they think that they want liberty and they think that they want the lack of constraints and the lack of guardrails and the lack of guidance and the lack of a paved road. But the irony is that they just become increasingly lost, you know, so they become more and more lost in this world because I feel like conservatives are okay with having structures. Like we need some form of preordained knowledge about the world, about life that can kind of help us find our way and navigate towards the future and so it makes perfect sense to me that liberals are just unhappy fucks you know like that's what they are is that they're just unhappy people who have no discipline no structure no no order uh ordin order orderlessness or just the ability orderly? to be orderly yeah the ability to be orderly yeah they don't have a lot of oral they don't have a lot of orderliness is i think the word i was looking for i don't even know if that's a word but that leads them to just be in this incessant state incessant state of just pursuing and searching for happiness but guess what you fucking liberals you'll never be fucking happy no matter how many fucking gender blurring agendas you guys successfully Oof. accomplish, no matter how many fucking people you brainwash, well, no matter how many fucking kids you fucking contaminate, you'll never be fucking happy. Well, let me just say, I'm not, I'm not, 
I'm not a liberal and I'm not a conservative. I don't care for politics. I don't care to even put a label on myself. Um, uh, so with that being said, I will say that something I've noticed with like the new progressive uh, liberal people, um, they always find something to be upset about. Yeah. Because they think they need to implement change on all fronts. Mm. And, you know, and then they always find. And I feel like that is why the article said that liberals tend to be unhappier yeah. is because I think that they just find problems with everything. And yeah, I mm. mean, I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'm being, <laughs> guys, maybe I'm being rude. I'm being like, ah, you're too I'm worried being about like other biased. people's opinion. No, I'm just saying, like, maybe I am, but. I'll wholeheartedly uh, but, say, but, fuck but, the liberals. You're but, screaming, don't scream. Hold on. But I was going to say, I stand by what I say, even if it sounds rude or even if it sounds like, you know, mm. in, insensitive or biased or whatever label you want to put on it. Sorry, you don't let me finish what I was saying. Because well, I never know if you're finished. I you just said stop. but, and then you started talking. Oh. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, the see, and now I'm acting like a liberal. <laughs> uh, Someone got triggered. Yeah. All right. So anything else? That's it. All right, guys. So Thanks with that being asking. said, <laughs> oh, you 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 talked over me while I was speaking. I wasn't done speaking. Um, <laughs> With that being said, I still think fuck the liberals. Um, that's coming from me. I said uh, I I stand by what I say too. Because you guys are ruining the country and you guys are a fucking disease that's fucking contaminating and destroying everything. Um, well, wait a minute. Yeah. But with that being said, thanks again for listening um, and joining us on another daily installment of the Mentally Gone Universe and look out for a video podcast this week on youtube on our mentally gone channel uh stay tuned for that maybe two we're aiming for two by the end of this week so by sunday there should be two episodes on the channel and a bunch of shorts and reels and tiktoks will be created from it and yeah so thanks again guys thank you and don't forget that it's never wrong to be mentally gone peace to the world peace